All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Fundamentals of America, presented to you by the 606 Conservatives. we got a little few uh, jam-packed things we're going to talk about today about the election. And uh, first, though, I'd like everybody to introduce ourselves. Uh, first, we're going to start with Nathan. Nathan Little. I'm uh, here to offer. Uh, got expansive knowledge on the turn of the century, conservatism. Uh, can have a expansive knowledge on Ron Reagan and uh, kind of the old the old school conservative viewpoint, and uh, we'll be touching on that a little bit. And uh, I'm excited. On the next one. All right, next would be Ronnie Bowling. Hey guys, it's Ronnie Bowling. I'm sure a lot of y'all know me from somewhere or another. I don't claim to have a, a lot of knowledge or I don't claim to be perfect, but I know my opinions and I know as many of y'all that know me well, I'm a big Republican, I'm a big conservative, and I'm just here to offer what little insight I have on the uh, D-Train. Hello everyone, it's uh, the train high up, that's what you want to call me. Um, big time conservative, Republican, I've always voted red. Um, back in college, me and Nathan was in a conservatives group. We ran some uh, Republican debates. You Pretty much, I... Uh, Determine myself as a Rand Paul, Ted Cruz type Republican. Alrighty, now that everybody's introduced ourselves, we're going to get started. Uh, this election was a very important one for our country. And as we was watching last night, as uh, 6 o'clock rose around and we seen polls starting to close, uh, we noticed that a lot of early votes came in that were blue and it... And they all came in for Biden, and they were the early mail-ins, early voting in, like, Florida, uh, Georgia, North Carolina, states like that, Texas even. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that. So on to Nate. So um, the mail-in vote is not uh, particularly it, – it's not something that's – never happened in in the country the mail-in vote really has always been there but states that have never participated in the mailing vote were just thrown into it this year and that kind of really made everything really murky and uh, hard to deal with because they're not used to doing these mail-in ballots and personally uh, my viewpoint is if, if you can't do things in a in a timely manner then it does the country a great disservice because you leave the country in balance for weeks at a time and I it's not looking good it, it's there is no winners in this in this format uh, the country's up in turmoil I'm mad Democrats are mad uh, I, I just think it's a shame that we can't do things in a timely manner and uh, in a law-abiding way now if, if Joe Biden wins I mean that's completely fine and I'm, I'll accept those results 
but things are looking very unclear in these states because of the mail-in vote. Uh, I seen someone this morning on Fox and Friends. A, they were at a they were at a diner, and a guy said he he'd received three different ballots to his house, and he decided not to vote uh, mail because he was a little freaked out by the fact that he received three of the same ballots at his home. Now, he could technically have filled those ballots out and sent them in, and that had been three votes for one. So I think that's pretty rough. Anybody else got anything to add? Well, I'd like to uh, say that at first it did look as if Biden was going to win Florida because early votes came in and there was no red counties. But I'd like to applaud Florida and Texas and states like that. They got their early votes counted and they were in first and then they counted their election day votes. So it was a little nerve wracking at first, but I think they've done a really good job of how they handled it. Unlike the states that we're looking at now that have still not came in. Well, guys, uh, if I could talk a little bit, my opinion on that. Absentee ballots, they're perfectly fine. Uh, early voting is perfectly fine. Uh, if you're comf comfortable enough in the COVID-19 pandemic to vote in person with uh, proper social distancing, uh, wear your mask and ETC, carry all the germs you want with you, uh, I'm fine with that. But mail-in voting creates uh, a lot of room for error. <laughs> for example, if I was sending, if I was sending $2,500 to a friend of mine, a neighbor, somebody I knew. Odds are I would not send that through the Odds are I'll still send that to uh, wind up at someone else's house, uh, wind up in the wrong hands, could be tampered with, ATC. Uh, and that's really my opinion on the mail-in voting. I just, you see a lot of places where it's mostly been politicized by the Democrats too now. They're saying that <clears throat> any Republicans that don't agree with mail-in voting are trying to suppress voters and keep voters out of the polls. And that's just simply not true. I mean, Trump's come out and he said very clearly that he was okay with absentee ballots. He was okay with any, basically any other voting method, but mail-in voting because exactly what is happening now, he predicted. Yeah, I think if you look back uh, at when this, when COVID-19 first started hitting the states, I think that, it was all a big question about how the election would go, and uh, Donald Trump called it first. He said that you need to you need to look out for these mail-in votes. They're going to try to steal an election. Now, uh, there's no concrete evidence for that yet, uh, but it definitely definitely makes makes things interesting. Yeah, I'm going to add on a little bit what uh, each of you said. Speaking of how well Florida ran their votes this year and how difficult some of these states have been not uh, getting the results out fast, taking the night off, just not getting anything out. Florida got theirs out in a timely manner, as Florida usually does. And Florida is, does have the third highest population in the United States. And so... That's true. Yeah, Florida has done it. And uh, most of the southern states is their early votes and mail-in votes come first, then their election day votes come. Well, for some reason, most of the Democratic-run states wanted their election day votes first, 
And now they're paused on their mail-in votes and early votes. And well, we're still waiting, and it smells a little fishy to me. Uh, it smells like tuna to me. <laughs> well, Nate, uh, you know that I'm very familiar with tuna, and it's my favorite meal. But he's going to die mercury poisoning, but that's a, that's a story. Yeah. Right? I, I just want to say, and I'll, I'll be quick, Florida's dealt with it really well. Uh, Florida, I mean... Florida has a Republican governor, just saying. Yeah, of course. So they were not, I don't think they were expected. I don't think we were to expected to win Florida as well as we did. I'm not going to say it was a blowout. I mean, it was, it was decently close, but it wasn't as close as the Democrats wanted. I think the Democrats expected uh, a lot, a lot different than what went on as the panhandle came in and all that. But I think I we need to address that though, because, uh, Look what happened in Florida, Miami-Dade County. Uh, the Cuban Americans absolutely come out heavy for Trump. Uh, I thought that Trump was supposed to be racist and uh, against uh, Hispanics. What happened there? Well, well, I would like to say that if Trump is supposed to be racist, as the media claims, he does an awful job at being racist. The, the minority vote in Florida alone was kind of ridiculous because it was. You look at the polls. They had Trump down seven points in Florida, and the minority was very, very low for Trump, and it came yeah. out, and he dominated down there, and he won Florida handedly. Well, you know, you look, uh, Democrats, uh, this, now, I'm not saying this, but, well, actually, I will say this is an opinion uh, podcast, so I'll go ahead and say it. Democrats want to keep uh, minorities on the government, uh, government, uh, subsidies they want to keep them on uh welfare they want to keep them under their control where they can actually get their vote uh however i think it's pretty it's pretty it's pretty daggone funny to me the fact that donald trump has absolutely come out and changed the complexion of the hispanic vote all the while absolutely dog in mexico for the last six years so crazy i'm just going to add this you have what, four five states that's undecided um elections started uh, yesterday at seven and now it's over 24 hours and still getting no votes from the same states what's funny is there's blaming uh early voting and mail-in votes for their slow. Well, how long have they known that the election was going to be like this? COVID-19 hit. They was all like, well, we, in the primaries, they yeah, had to do mail-in votes. Which has been happening, yeah. you know, for months now. Right. Well, so they had to do mail-in votes for primaries. So they knew that the general election was going to be a bunch of mail-in and early votes. So why was these states, these Democratic-run states, not more prepared for, for this election? election? It was on purpose. Uh, exactly. they, they want to create a cliffhanger, just like uh, they have impeached the president over, honestly, nothing. And now, now if he had done something wrong, I'd definitely say he'd done something wrong. They impeached the president on a simple few words on a phone call. Uh, and not to mention, uh, well, when you get into this, the most media outlets have said zero 
about Joe Biden in China. Zero. The only ones that ever say anything about it is Fox News, pretty much Tucker Carlson and Sean Handy. Other than that, uh, it's pretty much not been said. Now, you look at this, the COVID-19 pandemic. Yes, it's bad. It's awful. Uh, people are dying every day. I understand that. Uh, but we have lives to live. And uh, quite frankly, people die every day of car wrecks, uh, uh, getting hit by cars, uh, cancer. Uh we gotta, we gotta live our life. We can't live in fear. And Donald Trump has said that, and he's been pretty much, uh, they act like he is totally against the American population wanting us all to die, which is ridiculous. And they've absolutely took this COVID-19 thing and ran with it. Made people scared to even go out of their homes, uh, to even go vote. And they send in mail-in, they've done this mail-in thing which has been a disaster. Let's just be honest. In, in Republican-run states uh, that have done mail-in vote, votes, the vote has been rather clear. It has been out and, and, and in the open. And the Democrat-run states lagging behind. Why is that? I'm sure that Donald Trump will uh, find that out in the next few days or next few weeks. I, I'm sure I'm sure that we'll, know the, we'll get to the bottom of it. All right, before we get too off topic here about the election stuff, uh, we mentioned uh, previously how early votes came in pretty fast for Biden. And in states, though, as Election Day votes were counted, they showed big numbers for Trump. Like Florida especially, they came in. The panhandle was strong. Uh, Trump performed well in Miami-Dade. I mean, he lost uh, Duval County, which is Jacksonville, but he still performed well there. And the other states he's done well in, but... They're doing it in reverse, like Pennsylvania. They got all the early day votes in, and now we're having to wait for five days to figure out. They're trying to find their mail-in ballots behind dumpsters and in trash bags in their ballots. And, I mean, they're just trying to steal this election. It's pretty obvious. And I just want to say this real quick. I, I, it won't leave my mind since Nate said it. I just wanted to add, uh, the reason that you haven't heard much about Joe Biden and uh, his son and their meddling across the seas is because it does not fit their narrative that the big scary orange Republican man that's been president for four years uh, and has absolutely stood up against Democrats and stood up for America, it does not fit their narrative that he's evil and that he deserves to be impeached and that he's just this heinous man. It, 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 it shows that Joe Biden is not as perfect as he's claiming to be. Take, take Donald Trump's character out of the whole Take his character, take his Twitter, take that away. And uh, I think that we have a president that has outperformed any pundit in the country or in the world. He, I mean, look, I could sit here, we could, for this whole podcast, we could go 45 minutes about all the good things that Trump has done. And where's it at on the news? Where's it at? Well, I'll just add on to what Chris's topic is over the early ballots and all that. And the states that were waiting for how poorly, uh, you know, the Trump campaign had a, a press conference earlier talking about how the Republican representatives were not allowed to see uh, them ca uh, processing the votes. They wasn't allowed close enough. Now, the one guy that was in Philadelphia, 
uh, in the press conference spoke about how they made them stand back and they blamed it on COVID. He's like, well, we know we have to stay six foot apart. Then he pulled out binoculars to try to see what was going on, and they tried to come and enforce him to take his binoculars down. There was a lot of fraudulent acts going on during uh, these early ballots, and and that's just like a, the one in Detroit, yeah, that's what I was where you had Trump supporters banging on windows because of how poorly things are happening in Detroit. And then the workers started covering the windows so Trump supporters or nobody could see into the ballot room. To my knowledge, uh, now this is a very, 28 years of knowledge is not very much, but uh, unprecedented. Absolutely unprecedented. I, I, I cannot uh, I cannot think of a time where this has happened. Um, personally, guys, uh Craziness, craziness. I mean, it's all I can say, and, and that's not. I'm sure those two de- stories they drain is not the is not the only two. Uh, I think uh, we need to. I don't know what we're going to talk about here next, but next topic. But we'll just go with this. But we need to watch Arizona. Arizona is something. Something, cra- something crazy is going on with Arizona. Yeah, well, I'll stop there. That is the uh, actually the next topic I had. Uh, Ronnie, do you have anything you want to add before we move on? No, all right, all right. So actually, I'll I'll say this. Uh, we we've all said it, and it's echoing in my mind now. Uh, obviously, I love Fox News. I I truly despise turning it over to CNN, MSNBC, or NBC. I hate it. Uh, it it's you never it's you don't never Rachel Maddow. No. Uh, I don't like any of them. The truth, uh, I think Ronnie uh, has has the cr- has a crush on Rachel Maddow. Uh, it's it's never on my TV unless uh, it is an election. But I hate flipping over there. But what I'm trying to say here is, while I love watching Fox News, I love Fox News. I love Brett Baer. I love T- Tucker Carlson. Uh, I like Chris Wallace, even though he handled the second debate very poorly and kind of lost a little bit of respect for him. They will end up retracting, I hope and pray, their statement that Arizona, they called Arizona way too early. And uh, I, I think they need to retract it, but I'm hoping and praying to God that Trump comes back and flips that so they can be embarrassed and eat their words. I mean, guys, did any of us even question whether this was going to be a competitive race? Uh, everyone was saying it was going to be a blowout for Biden, and we knew it was going to be a blowout. But we also, I don't think any of us really thought it was going to be a blowout for Trump either, uh, just because, you know, this country is very divided. But my goodness, what a what a race. I mean, we, we was all young in 2000, but look at the map. Pull, pull up the map, uh, Chris, on your, on your thing to show everybody. I mean, I'm sure everybody's watching the news, but just pull up your map and it, look at this. This is craziness. Speaking of what you're saying about the division, for the last four years, well, actually last five, ever since Donald Trump announced that he was going to uh, run for president, there's been a lot of never-Trumpers. It's not about what's best for the country anymore. It's about getting the bad orange man out of office. He could do, he could cure world hunger, have peace in the Middle East, which he's doing, but they they do not want to give him credit for anything because he doesn't fit 
into the politicians that are there. He's not a part of the swamp. He wants to drain the swamp and do what's best for the American people. But people like Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, AOC, I don't know how in the world she went from being a bartender to a congresswoman. I'll never understand that. New York for you. But it's just, and it's showing today what they're doing is these states like Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, these places like North Carolina, they're still at 95%, and they've been on 95% for two days. Georgia's at 95%, Trump's leading, and they're not calling it because they don't want Trump, they don't want it to appear that Trump has a shot of winning. They want to make sure Biden gets up there to 270 before they'll give Trump any state. And they also, they, they want to hold out long enough to where Biden will come out and announce, announce a win, and once they do that, all hell will break loose. Here's what they, what, what, eats, what eats them alive and what's ate them alive since he got elected. Trump was a millionaire. He's been a millionaire all his life. Uh, he's ex- self-made. extremely self-made. He's extremely successful with his businesses, despite what they tell you about bankruptcy and all this, that, and other. I mean, the man is a billionaire, not a millionaire. He's a billionaire. He was living the most luxurious lifestyle that anyone could want. He, everybody loved him before he got into politics. He got into politics. He became, he ran on the Republican ticket. Everybody thought he was a joke. Everybody thought he backed down, this, that, and the other. And he was not a career politician. And he won and it ate them alive. And still, even though he might not win this election, I hope and pray to God he does. Like I said before, he might not win it. But still, states where he has a shot, they're showing them light blue or they're just saying, let's wait, let's wait, let's wait. Like Arizona, look how early they called it and how tight that race was. All right, that's a perfect segue on to what our next uh, topic is I have wrote down, is that early yesterday before a lot of votes even came in in Arizona, Fox News, something I'm very critical of them for, they called it at like 45% for Joe Biden. And then the AP shortly followed him. Now, ABC News is what I've had pulled up. They had it called for Biden, but they took that back and it's back to gray because there's reports that there's 400,000 ballots that have yet to be even counted and they're coming from a majority of Trump uh, uh, counties. Did, did you or DJ have that uh, that tweet from the governor? Of, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he said that they had a lot of ballots that have yet to be counted. The, uh, well, this was his most recent tweet. Um, he had one last night about how Fox News shouldn't have caught it and Conservatives beware Fox News is turning left as you speak. They're going which Trump towards called, which Trump called. Right. And Fox News, uh, Chris Wallace was the worst moderator of a debate ever, but we'll not get into that. But uh Doug Ducey, uh, governor of Arizona, he he tweeted Arizonians turned out in historic numbers for the election and we owe it to them to count their votes. The results have shifted greatly hour by hour and from last night until today. With hundreds of thousands of votes still outstanding, it is important that we be patient before declaring any races up or down the ballot. Arizonians have cast their votes, and we need to make sure all their voices are heard fairly and accurately. Which is the same thing that people are saying in Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and all these other states is what the Democrats are saying. Every vote should be counted. So, 
we need to make sure to do the same thing in Arizona. See, that's the thing. The double standards. They want every vote to be counted, like in Pennsylvania, North Carolina, and Georgia, but in a state where they were leading, and then it turns out there's more votes that are coming from Trump counties. They don't want those to be counted. They want to call for I will be critical Trump on this, though. I think I think Trump is he's, he's gerrymandering a little bit with uh, in Pennsylvania in the fact that he is. He's he's kind of doing something. He's falling into the Democratic trap. He's wanting them to count votes that are good for him and don't count votes that are bad for him, and that that's not a good look uh, for him. No, I, I, I think he misspoke a little bit about what he wanted. He he originally said we should not count votes that come in after election night. He's not talking about votes that are in like mail in and stuff. He's talking about people should not be allowed to vote even after the, like the polls have closed. Yeah, and, that, and, and that should be clear. To, uh, Trump is not saying that votes that have already been cast and postmarked before that they should be counted. But he does think they need to be verified. Uh, we don't need uh, uh, all kinds of people in a cemetery voting for uh, Joe Biden that's been dead for 45 years. Four uh, ballots behind the dumpster. Yeah, I don't, I've not heard of any actual things that actually happening, but I'm, I'm sure they're looking for them. Uh, Let's go back it was, there was reports earlier that at a polling place in a big uh, division in Arizona was giving citizens Sharpies to do their ballots so they would yeah, not register crazy. in machines. Well, well they I, came out and said, though, that the Sharpies will still be read, and that even though they may not be read by the machines, that they guaranteed them that they will be counted tonight. Another thing that I just want to say is look how quick they were wanting to go ahead and count key battleground states. Uh, I don't remember exactly who tweeted it, but we read it last night, and it was shocking <laughs> that they were trying to close the polls. I'm pretty sure now. Uh, and I think in Pennsylvania, and someone had tweeted out, and they had said, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was in Pennsylvania, stay in the poll line in Pennsylvania. Do not let them close it, it was, out. Uh, it, was, it was Arizona. Arizona, my bad. Arizona's polls were closing, and people were trying to tell them that the polls were closed, and they couldn't, they couldn't wait. But the law is, if you are in line at the poll and it closes, you are legally allowed to vote until that line clears. Yeah. Now, new people can't just come and jump in line. It's the people that's already been there that will kind of mark now, it off. Now, guys, I, I think it's crazy that uh, in the 21st century, 2020 in America, that people don't know any more about uh, election, how elections work, and how how polling places work. I think it's just it's sad. Well, and shows, is, I, I, I hate to, to agree with Kamala Harris on one thing. I'm in this age group. The people you see that do not understand how elections work are majority of younger voters who are just blind and they've never been taught anything. And Kamala Harris did say that the 18 to 24 demographic, we are dumb. We do make dumb decisions. I agree with her. And, and this, this is, is why we just don't understand what's going on. And this is why I think, especially in school, that this should be taught more. But do you understand she's uh, evil? Here's the thing, though, Chris. you got to actually be in school to learn something. So uh, that's yeah, another topic. That's 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 start on that Here's another thing, uh, speaking about votes. I know he's on Arizona, but again, another state not called is Georgia. Well, there is reports saying that black voters in Georgia are being flagged at a huge rate and they are telling them to track their ballots so they can go back and repair their ballots so they'll be counted and that's what your hold up in georgia is they're trying to get this race away 
Well, uh, well, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, that just like, well, I, don't I don't know if this contributes. I don't know if this contributes. Just say, but it's brought, it brought it to my mind. Uh, another thing, the Democrats have always wanted to act like for most Republicans, and Lord have mercy, especially Donald J. Trump. God love his heart. They they want to act like he has no African American vote. He's racist. Uh, like he hates. He's awful at it. Yeah, he's awful at it. But, and I mean, you look at, <laughs> you look at uh, the election results right now, and I'm sure when they end, no matter who wins, how high, or how many uh, African Americans, Mexicans, and uh, Cuban Americans, and all that hey, came out and oh, voted for him. Okay. Now, if he is racist, as Chris said, if he is racist, he is the worst racist ever. I mean, he is god awful. Uh, look at this, Ronnie. Uh, African American unemployment down. Uh, the wages of low income uh, Americans and African Americans are the up. Lowest, the lowest rate uh, of African Americans. I think that uh, first of all, you got we after we'll be talking about this election for fifty to fifty to hundred years. This election won't be spoke about. This election is much more important than the twenty sixteen one was. I will say uh, that. And, and if you look right now. The minority vote is really odd. The minority vote, usually Republicans just write the minority vote off. Uh, but Donald Trump, has he won the minority vote? No. But has he got a greater chunk of the minority vote than usual? Yes. And why is that? It's because the minorities in this country are realizing that they want to come and achieve the American dream. They do not want to be under suppression of government their whole life. Well, look yes. at, look at uh, real quick, Chris. Uh, look at all the smaller black groups and African-American groups and Mexican groups and female groups that are holding signs. They were all along in the race, uh, well, leading up to it. They were saying... <laughs> Women for Trump, African Americans for Trump, Mexicans well, for Trump. Can I ask them? Can I ask them real quick? Uh, you know who? You know who? Ha who this has been a referendum on? Uh, this election. It was not the the minority vote that has gave Donald Trump trouble, and it's not the, mostly the male vote. Guess who? Guess who it is? Who's that? Suburban women. Why? Well, uh, They're carrots. A bunch of carrots. This is what it is. Trump's comments about women previously is why he struggled with the women thing. And I know he wants to say it's mostly Rosie O'Donnell, and I think it's funny because I don't like Rosie O'Donnell. But you got to be careful, especially when you're in such a high, like, esteemed position in the country about what you say about women, about certain demographics of people, because they will remember that, and they will come out and vote against you in the election, which is what we've seen. Suburban women have we can't forget exactly that's what i'm saying there's a lot of things that trump says that you can end up supporting him on or saying he took this out you're taking this out of context it's, it didn't really mean that but it is very as hard. far as what he said about previous women and i'm like chris i do not i'm not a fan of rosie o'donnell but uh the things he said such as the famous grab them by the you know uh quote and all that there's, there's nothing, you cannot defend that. I realize that we're all Republican conservatives right here and we all love Trump, but we cannot defend that. There is there's no excuse for that. I will say that, and I will take a stand against him on that one that one topic right there. 
Well, see, this is something I want to talk about really, really fast. Is that, uh, see, in like the women thing, what Trump says, all this, all this stuff he says, it hurts him. And as a person, as a voter, I'm willing to overlook a lot of stuff that Trump says. And because I think he's the best candidate for the economy, and I think putting America first is what we need. We need to quit just bowing down to China. For his foreign policy has been great. We're we're kind of in a trade war with China. It is what it is. We have been forever though. But China has been ripping us off for a long time, and I think he's the best candidate for our economy and all this. And I'm willing to overlook some of the stuff he says, but at times it is very hard to disagree with people when he should just. <laughs> Which is another thing that, I mean. Once again, I'm not supporting what he said previously about women. But one thing you have to look at is Donald Trump never, like I said earlier, he had a lavish lifestyle. He didn't know how to run for president. So he thought he was just going to say what he wanted to, do what he wants to, because he was a billionaire and he was living a private life and everything was great. Now, once he got in the public eye, all that surfaced, all the all the private conversations and and celebrity uh, wars like with him and Rosie O'Donnell, they surfaced when he when he sought out the highest uh, office in the land. Um, yeah, I agree with that, Ronnie. Like right right now, let's actually well uh, hold on. Uh, I see what you've uh, wrote down there. Let's, let's get, get to uh, this, this is the thing that I want to segue into that is, is the last night I went to bed at probably I think it was five forty-five in the morning. And Trump was still up in Wisconsin, and I wake up, and Trump is all of a sudden down sixty thousand votes, just out of nowhere. You remember how much, he, how much he was up when you went to bed, Chris? He was up And I woke up, and he's down, and it's because they did a big mail-in ballot dump from Milwaukee County. And that just seems a little suspicious to me that they wait till early in the morning. Uh, I think we need to I think we need to talk about this too. Out of, so if he was up 120, roughly 120,000, uh, and then it, it flipped and he was 60,000 when we woke up, he was 60,000 in the hole. I mean, there's 180,000 flip, right? So that means out of the dump, was there any Trump votes? Was there any Trump votes dumped also? You cannot tell me that every well, vote dumped well, was actually. They, they had a typo on that, and they said that so many came in for Biden and there was none like Trump, no third party, nothing. There was, well, there were some issues in Wisconsin too, but that dump last night, that was hard for Trump to come back from because Brown County, Green Bay, is only so big, and there's no way you can compete with what Milwaukee was bringing in. And no. you don't have a lot of. Uh, a lot of Democrats complaining about Trump wanting, and he's going to because he's well within the margin to have this authority to have a recount in Wisconsin. You will have a lot of Democrats out against that, but I mean, last night, I was I honestly, honest to God, was banking on Trump winning Wisconsin. I thought it would be close, and he was up for a minute, but he's only he only lost at what they're projecting right now. I think by like like a couple like point three point or something. Well within the margin. This right here, and he was wanting to talk oh, about this in is the 2000 election. Deach trying and Nate will know more than what me and Ronnie will know, so I'll let them talk about more. Well, let me do this real fast over Wisconsin, then I'll let Nate go. So, Donald Trump was up 120,000 votes roughly uh, before the dump in uh, Milwaukee took place. So, 
Now Biden is up in Milwaukee County, 317,000 to Trump's 134,000. So that means it's a 182,000 difference, which would give, which gave him the 60,000 difference, meaning Trump did not get any votes in Milwaukee County once the yeah. early Melon in that recount in Wisconsin, Trump is looking for 20,000 votes. I mean, that's close, but also I will say it will be hard for him to find 20,000 votes, but I would not. Hold on. Nathan, how do you get 186,000 votes? Difference in Milwaukee giving you a sixty thousand vote lead over Trump, which had a hundred twenty thousand vote lead. So how does Donald Trump not get a single vote from Milwaukee County? I think Rudy Giuliani will find that out here in the next well, uh, coming here, uh, weeks. Here's my like thought on that. I, I think, think a lot of reporters just decided to they're not going to vote mail in. That was the more majority of what came in. So I think they just showed up in person to vote. I will tell you that we'll skew the numbers big time in favor of Biden. But Republicans are also scared of coronavirus. No one's going to tell me that just uh, Democrats are scared of coronavirus. No, there's Republican old people out there that are scared to vote, and they'll go, they'll well, do hell in. You can't tell me I'm Milwaukee. Milwaukee, 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 Milwaukee is just really, it's just Milwaukee. That's the size of Washington. And I, I know that I've already said this, and so I'm not going to elaborate on it much more, but I'm just saying there should not have been no mail in voting. There shouldn't have been. It creates too big of a margin for error. Absentee was perfect. It don't matter. It was over and done with. And there has been mail-in voting, and I'm fine mail-in voting, but it has, just like in Kentucky now, we have to show our ID when we go to the polls. There should be several identifiers on those. All right. All right, so we're going to move on uh, talking about uh, that. 20, yeah, we're going to let uh, Nate do a comparison of the 2000 election and the 2020, which we'll see a recount in Wisconsin, which is a very big topic. And yeah, it, right here, I'm going to share my screen if I can uh, here real quick. Um, Y'all let me know, is it on? Is it showing my screen? Yeah. All right, so here is the final electoral map of the 2000 election. Um, if you look, um, the Republicans got Arizona and Nevada, and they lost Iowa and some of these states that Trump picks up. They lost, you know, Pennsylvania. So here's, here's the kicker right here. Here's what you're going to look at up here on top. George W. Bush finished the 2000 election with 271 electoral college votes wow if you look right now okay so keep in mind that map right there so you you know that's the normal what we usually see you know the south is all republican uh this started happening around this time this time is the election that started happening more before you can go back and look this was actually blue country down here uh, democrats um i think bill clinton kind of changed people's mind on that but anyway it's another story but anyway, we go over here. Arizona. It won't let me pull up the actual the tally. 
Arizona, I think, was big time Republican. John McCain stronghold, you know. Yeah, it was. They were. Now, see, this election, uh, it's coming down to Pennsylvania. Uh, that's kind of like the battle, the battle battleground. But in this election, right here, 2000 election, the battleground was Florida. But I also want to say this. Notice this though, the numbers are different. Well, yeah, that's the uh, population. The, the population have changed in these, so it ain't. It's hard to compare exactly, but I mean, it's pretty close. This is kind of, this is the map right here. Chris, that having some technical difficulties. You have to end that. That Democrats see, okay. If you look, that blue wall is intact. 2016 election, the blue wall completely failed. Joe Biden being more moderate has established that blue ball back a little bit. Now, mind you, uh, Joe Biden is more moderate, but Kamala is totally out there somewhere. But anyway, there ain't nothing about that. Pennsylvania is going to go to Donald J. Trump. And when it does, I'm going to jump over here to the, can you see this screen now? Yes. Now, here's what we're looking at right now. Uh, this is what I've kind of predicted. Um, if you look right here, Arizona is coming back for Trump. It's coming back. I, I think that Fox called that way too early. We've already discussed that. If you give him Arizona, let the Democrats have Nevada. Let the Democrats have Wisconsin, Minnesota, Michigan. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to scroll up here a minute and look. And here's the thing. They're trying to hold off on these. They've still not called Georgia or North Carolina. North Carolina is trending Trump and has been the entire time. If you give Trump, North Carolina, Georgia, Arizona, but it, let's say you don't get Arizona. Let's take Arizona off the board. It leaves us at 268 and Biden gets 70. Now, this is when it gets really, really, really crazy right here. First of all, Republicans used to win New Hampshire. I, I will say that. They don't win New Hampshire no more, which is crazy. But, you know, something's happened up there. But right here, Nevada, a, a place that we did not even think was in play at all. We thought Nevada was blue, blue, blue. Oh, hold your breath. The early votes and the yeah. uh, mail-in votes. Well, that's, that's what the next topic is. is well, look right here. Arizona will decide the presidential election. Hey, you, give, you give Nevada to Trump. It's over. It's over. But I think it's not going to come down to Pennsylvania, guys. I think the Pennsylvania. I think Pennsylvania is gone for Trump. Uh, Arizona. I still am not fully on board that they're going to flip to. Uh, I don't think they're going to flip back to Trump. I don't think Nevada will flip back to Trump. However, I'm going to tell you right now what I think is right here. Michigan and Wisconsin. I think both of those. If you look at Wisconsin, twenty thousand votes. It don't sound like it don't. I mean, it sounds like a whole lot to get to try to make up. I, I think that Trump losing uh, Wisconsin and Michigan this go around is probably going to be a blessing in disguise. I think it would be good for him to win, but I think he'll flip Arizona. I also think he's going to get Nevada. We just got to see how the lawsuits go. Yeah, and I see the lawsuits can go in there, uh, the, the lawyers can go in there, and they, they, they're going to look at all these ballots. They're going to have all kinds of lawyers in there looking at these ballots. 
and they are going to be able to certify and they're going to take these ballots. They're going to do a name on these ballots and they're going to check. Is this an actual person that sent? And they're going to make sure there are only one vote sent from that plot. From that. That, that will be what the recount is with uh, Wisconsin because they have more, from what I've seen online, is that they have more uh, ballots casted than they do have like registered voters in the state. And I'm not going to say that uh, you know it's it's the state of the Secretary of State's fault in these states necessarily all all the time, because if you have someone that sends out. If, if we had someone bring in three ballots to our house, how easy would it be for someone just to grab those and just send them in different names? Like uh, Joe Schmo down the road that just died last week from COVID, and they're going to write their name in. Nobody's going to be able that's to say that. That's the issue that uh, that's happening with these millions is I thought they needed to have more one form of identification. Yes. Uh, this like in medical, I'm in the medical field. If we talk to a, a, a patient, we have to have two identifiers, two patient identifiers. It should be the same thing with elections. You need to provide your uh, like driver's license or any government ID you have. If you have a social security card on you, I think you should provide that. If not, you need to have a birth certificate with the original stamp from the hospital you was born at. I'll say this on the... I perfectly think uh, early voting is perfectly fine. I think I early votes no big deal. I, uh, but the mail-in votes is the problem listen the primary election here in high county um chris is the witness he was there um they sent me a absentee so pretty much a mail-in it's not really an absentee it was a mail-in vote as our precious governor allowed mail-in votes um oh, and I, was, I read that paul gave and, me talk about him but listen, this, so they sent me one of them. I didn't use it. I went to the poll to vote, and it was a, they gave me a phone. They let me call. They was like, well, he's going to vote in person, and that was it. That was the whole process. So I could have probably went home, signed my ballot, and sent it again. Well, I think, though, if they would have received your mail-in ballot a couple of days later, they would have seen in the records already that your name was there and all your stuff. Here's the kicker to what D-Train's talking about. What'd you have to do when you walked up to the poll in person? You had to pull out your driver's license, driver's flip license. it, yep. you had to get it scanned, and that's the kicker. These other states do not have that. You well, just walk up and vote. See, you say, I'm so-and-so. So from what I've seen, you all are, I, I would say you all are against me and voting. I'm going to disagree. I think the mail-in voting is a good thing, especially this year, because you got a lot of old people that want to vote. Yeah, but vote. there does need to be like a universal form of identification to make sure these votes don't get counted twice, three times, four. You know how it works. I mean, sometimes you can get a ballot twice. But I think that mail-in voting was a good thing for this year, especially with COVID, because you got a lot of people that just don't want to go out to the polls and risk that and give it to their family members. And I think it's long overdue to have a federal mandate of polling practice polling and election practices all across the country for the presidential race. You should not have uh, Nebraska doing something different than what Maine's doing and, and, and going back and forth with all this congressional districts. It should be winner take all no matter what. And I'm not saying that, that could be to our detriment. It could be to our, to our uh, gain. But the problem with it is if a state wants to use their own style, do it for your state race. But for the national election of a president of the United States, 
we need to have a uniform way to vote. Now, I'm good. I'm actually okay with mail-in votes. I'm okay with absentee mail-in votes, not surge mail-in votes. Now, I will say this. I think you should have to request a mail-in vote. They should not just uh, say, well, we've got uh, 3 million registered voters. We're just going to send out 3 million uh, uh, ballots. That is ridiculous. Everyone, I think everybody in here can say that them sending ballots to people that haven't even requested a ballot spells disaster. Would you agree with that, Chris? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I mean, if they're going to send ballots to just to Joe Schmo out in the, I mean, Ronnie's coming back. He had a little technical difficulty. He'll be back in a second. We'll have his expert, expert, expert analysis of this. Um, and uh, that segues into uh, I'd like to thank everyone for this good taste of Dr. Pepper. Glad we can we provide. We do not have a sponsor with Dr. Pepper. Oh, well. we're, anyway. we're shopping for a sponsor, Dr. Pepper, and here it is. Well, so those two states right there will be, be what decides this. Hey, if folks, I just wanted to say I was back. I know y'all missed me. Go ahead, Chris. Pennsylvania. Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, that's that's the pathway. Here's the thing, though, Chris and Detroit and Ronnie. Now that you're back. Who has the easiest road to the White House at this juncture at 10 o'clock at night on November the 4th? because I wrote down something I didn't forget, but you know, everyone knows. If Arizona, I don't think we are. I think I personally think that Trump has a good possibility to flip it again, but I think that if Trump doesn't flip, it's pretty obvious that. I can keep it. He'll be if I Biden ends up keeping it, wins Nevada, he will be at 270, and he'll be the president. So that's his easiest route now. If Trump gets and ends up getting it, that'll take Biden down to 253, and that'll put Trump at 225, and that is a much much closer race. Even though I don't think it's a blowout right now. Well, say some reason that Biden stays with Arizona and it stays red, or blue, I mean, and Trump gets Nevada, that helps Trump out a lot. And he can take Nevada and Georgia and White House. He, 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 he got the White House. He can give them all that. He, he don't even have to really worry about Arizona. It would just be a plus, and it would be a lot easier vote for him. So if Biden gets Arizona and Trump gets Nevada and he sweeps those other three that are left, then he's in. But Chris, do we really think he's going to get Nevada? It's know. very close. It's, it's very, very close, close right now. Because, because if you went and look at the uh, counties, counties, and I can, I can do that. that. Let me sure real fast. The only thing that worries me about Nevada is the fact that... Pull it up. Pull it up, uh, somebody, and look, look what's outstanding. Well, I don't have... Election day votes are in in Nevada, but the mail-in is not. 
That's what's left out. Look, I, got I, got it up here. I got it pulled up here right now. The place everybody's worried about, you look right now. You can say that all those aren't in, but they're floating around 92%, 85 in Elko County, 89 in Eureka, 89 in White Pine, 88 in High County. You go down here to Clark County, where's Las Vegas, it's 84%. That's not coming in, but Trump is doing very well right now. He has 362,000 votes, and if he can continue to pull votes there, that state may sway, and it may go to red. So... Florida is only at 75%, and Trump is 48.7, the Associated Press says this. Trump is at 48.7 to Joe Biden's 49.3. In other words, Joe Biden, the, the Associated, associated, uh, associated Press, my bad, uh, their vote count for Joe Biden is 588,252 to Trump's 580,605. So I think Nevada, um, was it expected? No. Is it expected right now? No. But it is in the realm of possibility. For that back up in the, see, I like looking at the counties and seeing what's actually out there left coming in. You know, um, I got that on mine. You got well, either one of y'all share it. It should be on mine. Well, it's not showing it, but, but I'm supposed to be screen sharing that. Let me go back and fix that. Uh, but go here. There we go. Okay. okay. So, so in Clark, 84%. Uh, scroll over this uh, top blue section up here that's right next to it. That is right. Okay, but look. Look at that. 10,000. Listen, 89%. And that is a very liberal area. Yes, it is. And look at how close. That's what I'm saying. is performing very well in Nevada right now. And, and they fell off for some reason. They completely decided to take the day off. I don't, I don't know if they're out there. They're not looking. They don't like how it looks for Biden. They just want to, like, again, find some stuff behind the dumpster. But I'm also thinking it's looking very good for Trump right now. But look at the. If, is your map pulled up? But look at how small the uh, votes are out in the Trump area. The, those are very like less densely yeah. populated. Yeah, I mean, he'll have to like, Las Vegas, Vegas and Reno were two most populated. Reno's got Reno's got 89 in. They got 11 percent out, and I, I, unless there's a big dump again, uh, I don't see him making up a lot in Reno or Biden making up a lot in Reno. Go down here to Vegas. Vegas is where he would maybe get more, but still, look, Trump. Has had he's he's narrowed the gap right there in that Las Vegas area, and I think a lot of that is uh, the casino people. They they know Trump well, and they know he's a businessman. Well, uh, a whole entire state of Nevada, and uh, I had it on the tip of my tongue, and it's flooded my mind now. I guess I got nervous as we speak. Everything the everything does, Ronnie. Appreciate it tonight. Uh, uh, the area of Florida? No, I do not. I'm close to it though. The area of Florida that is. Always extremely liberal. I forgot what it's called. Uh, yeah, Miami Dade is always extremely liberal. You look at 2016, even though Trump swept the floor with Hillary Clinton, it was nowhere near <coughs> as much in favor for Trump as it is now, even though Trump did not win that area. Uh, you can compare Nevada to that whole entire little area of Florida because Nevada, obviously, you would think with Las Vegas, it would be an extremely liberal you know, uh, state, but like I said before, with 75% reporting on the Associated Associated Press, 
Uh, Joe Biden is 49.3 and Trump is 48.7. And if Trump was able somehow to pull a rabbit out of his hind end and flip Nevada, then I think we can all agree that makes this a very well, different if he flips Nevada, he don't really have to worry about Arizona at all. Yeah, that's what that I'm saying. That takes would, that six away that would give Biden, and Biden would have to win Georgia, North Carolina, or Pennsylvania. And it, and get it. it would it would put things extra, much more yeah. in favor of that. Trump. We've been discussing that, but Nevada and Arizona would be the two that decide this presidential election. Those are the two most important now. Pennsylvania is a bad round, but I think that will go true. I would like to uh, say this real quick about Nevada. I think we need to spend a little, little bit of time on Nevada because Nevada is, is really weird right now. The Nevada uh, demographics. Uh, population is 66% white, so we have a, they have a low. They're they're not really predominantly white. Uh, they have a black African American at typical about 8.9%, Asians 8 8.9%, and then they have a, a Native American population, and they have an other race. I, now I think the other race probably is more so Hispanic. It doesn't define that, but why is Trump? Not getting absolutely blown out in Vegas and Reno. Could well, we they, they understand how well businessmania is and how well he's done for Reno and and, Las Vegas. And, and pull that back up? I know I've asked you that ten million times, but that Nevada thing. I mean that. I see it now. Okay, so there's still eleven percent out in uh, the Reno area. 10,000 votes is what he's, and if, if that gap state, if that, that gap, gap right there stays the same, that's good for Trump. Yeah. Really good. And, and down here, if that gap stays the same, it's really good for him as well. Yeah, I will say this real fast. There'll be, be a dump. You might as well expect a dump in Las Vegas. And it's, uh, and it's confirmed in Nevada that they, where it's such an anticipated state, that they are not going to wait until the morning. They are going to release some vote numbers tonight. Is, is that confirmed on? Yes, yeah, that is, is by their uh, election officials in Nevada. Um, Chris, go over and see, see what's left out in these uh, rural areas of uh, how many percent. So we got 93 percent, 85 percent. And yes, these are already a lot in like 82 there. That's small. But look at how many votes are in that little Douglas County there. Yeah, it's a little small, but look at the. Votes for Trump is 17,000. And they're 82% in. I'm telling you. Boys, He's got I'm a very good chance. I'm almost ready to say. No, 80, 88% in nah. There's 14,000 votes for Trump. Uh, but does he run it close in Las Vegas when the mail-in votes come? It's close now. I can't see the actual numbers right there on the screen. What's the actual number they're reading on the right hand, Chris? The actual votes that are in. And I can't read that because of uh, there's a sum on my screen right here. A little over a million uh, votes casted. What's the difference? Five hundred eighty-eight thousand for Joe Biden and five hundred eighty thousand for Trump. It's, it's, about about uh, it's, 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 it's been that way forever. I don't know how reliable it is, but it, uh, it Fox News is now reporting that seventy-five percent. I think Trump has closed it a little bit. It's now 49.3 to 48 points. Yeah, Ronnie. Ronnie, Ronnie also, also posted. Uh, oh, well, I don't find perfect. 
All right. Not to uh, speed us up here, we was having a good discussion on that, but we are running a little bit long, so we're going to move on to this. Uh, yeah, this is really fun for our first episode. So we're on now to what is next for Trump. Say he loses Arizona. What he would need to do is he would have to somehow flip Nevada red in order for him to win. But if he flips Arizona, he don't have to worry about Nevada, and he gets those other three, he's in. Now, if he loses those two, he's done for. I know a lot of people do not see it happening, but I also think that something that might need to happen for Trump in that situation, in that case, the recount in Wisconsin would have to go very well for Trump. Uh, he would have to find the missing votes that some are saying are not there. It's potential, but it would go good for Trump. Yeah. yeah. The only thing that worries me is there's 20,000 or 21,000 vote, uh, vote difference, and that's, Trump would have to make up for that many votes. In a recount, we just said there was 180,000 dump of mail-in votes. That These mail-in votes have to be certified. But, they have to be certified. but historically, when a recount happens, they're, they're, as much. There's, they're going to find a couple more Trump votes, but they're not going to find nearly enough for him to be able to take this. I will agree with that, but I will say this. We all have watched elections. We watched 2012. We watched 2016. We watched uh, 2008. All these precedents that we've watched, throw them out the window. Throw them out the window. If Trump, this is if Trump ran in 2012, Obama never would have been a president. Look at this for me, real yeah, fast, Chris. Go to Michigan. Click on Michigan there. That's hateful. There's still a county that has reported absolutely nothing in Michigan. What's that? Uh, scroll over that, Chris, and see what the actual population is around that. Just kind of get an idea of what the population is there. It's it's very light, little, I'm sure. I don't even know how you would even do Go up. That. Go up. Just, just look at the surrounding counties yeah. beside it. See, so you're... Probably, Probably near what that, that one is, maybe a little bit less. How, how, and, and Michigan's about gone, guys. Well, that county right there, though, that could actually come in. And I mean, Trump's not down a lot. He is down over 100,000. Is that what I'm seeing? Yeah, I'm showing that map. Chris has it, he's down 100,000. It's not down 100,000, but you got a lot of counties like that one right there, it's still not reported any. There's some that ain't fully 100%. I think Michigan's gone. I think Wisconsin's gone. It's up to the voters in Nevada out there to make sure in Arizona that those votes still get counted if Trump's going to have a shot. And they ain't even calling that going uh, Georgia, South North Carolina thing. He's just ridiculous sitting here. It's 95% right now. Trump is up from about 30,000 there. And he's about a what? 70,000 there. Yeah. I mean, this, I mean, this is just ridiculous. I mean, if it's been at 95% there, they're not going to come out with numbers until November. If you ask me, they need to go ahead and call Pennsylvania. It's at 89%, and Trump's up. Uh, Fox News is saying that Trump is up. It's 50.9. Uh, Joe Biden, 47. This way, this way, They are saying that it could take days for Pennsylvania to get all their votes in. Yeah, they've, got to, they've got to do that done. So I want to move on to some stuff that we've uh, not talked about yet. That's the uh, 
Senate races for a lot of people. The uh, GOP is holding pretty well in the Senate. And they're actually flipping some house seats in places as well, which is boding well for 2022 when more house seats are up. And I really like the Republican chance of flipping the house in 2022. If a miracle happens and, uh, and the Republicans in 2022 end up Flipping the house. I don't, I don't think, think it has to be a miracle because right and, now they're making a lot, and that's going to be a lot yeah. more. Up. And they that's keep, generally the way the house goes. And they're able to keep the Senate. Well, then yeah. I don't. I don't care if Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are your president. Then they're not going to get anything done. Yeah. Because oh. if in 20, 2022 it flips and we control both houses, it'll be a Republican controlled we'll government. That's how it goes. After every election, you have. Uh, the same party will be in the House in the two years in that president's term. It will flip back to the Republicans. That's because generally you see a population of people that will get tired of, like, I think you'll see a population of Biden voters and Harris voters that are going to get tired of them pretty fast and the stuff they're going to be doing. And I think that. this is kind of self-explanatory, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, when a party historically has a... The House, the Senate, and the presidency, which is very rare, but when it happens, uh, that party is able to get much more done and a lot of uh, more beneficial. Like Democrats still will be able to push their agenda, but and Republicans the same. But they will still have thing more things to get done for voters to uh, support them. Say for like re-election or whatever. Well, I think that this election right here, I think America's getting pretty sick and tired of. Uh, no matter what, no matter if you're Republican, Democrat, I think all of us are getting sick and tired of this right here, that gridlock. Somebody's going to have to eventually reach their hand across the aisle and say, let's work together. I mean, we, we can get stuff done. The Republicans have tried to do that, but Pelosi... Well, Pelosi's getting... I think, I think that this... Uh, this These seat grabs that we've had in the, the House, it should make her come across the aisle but you know who, who knows she won't I, I don't care what every democrat has to say about it i don't care the reason that we have not had a second uh, coronavirus relief bill for like uh yeah for stimulus checks is let's talk about that chris let's talk about the uh that senate. about the senate race real fast yeah, go on because that is extremely important because the republicans are not going to flip the house this time um, it's looking a little like Joe Biden most likely will be your president. I'm not saying it's uh, official, but right now the Republicans and Democrats are tied with 48 seats. Of course, you need 51 for the majority. And right now there is four Republican races going on with incumbents. Uh, they got a hefty lead in Alaska. Um, a decent lead in Georgia, and then there's going to be a runoff election. But if you get the David Perdue in Georgia, the Tom Tillis in North Carolina, and the Alaska race, that already puts you over 51. And then is there any other outstanding races that you're that you're seeing? There's not. It's just them four. All four are Republican. Now, I just let's. Uh, I just want to say real quick. That is what we're just about. Absolutely slapped Amy McGrath off of the stage, and she got. I don't, I don't understand why she's raining them all. I know, and she's also. And a just been there too long. She's also <laughs> a fighter. Forget about that, guys. 
But I also think this, this is pretty funny. funny. I, I thought, thought about this earlier. I don't even think Amy Rex says one before because he's a Republican. And I just want to say there's a lot of people. I see it on social media. There, a lot of Democrats are saying, uh, "Well, it's, I think it's pitiful that you're uh, making fun of Amy McGrath for being uh, in the service." No, I'm not. Uh, I just want to say this real quick. My grandfather was in the service. He fought in Vietnam. He was a drill sergeant. He was. He was. Uh, he's my hero. I'll never measure up to him. But what I think is sickening, and I didn't really like it when John McCain did it either, is politicizing your service. Exactly. If you if you if you uh, voluntarily decide to serve the country, that is because you're willing to put your life on the line for the country and the greater good of all Americans, no matter your political affiliation or nothing. You can politicize that, and it's a it's a tactic a lot of people use. But which is she could have said that a couple times, and that be it. She should start talking about what she want to do policy wise. Because I'm gonna be honest, I'm not a big fan of Mitch McConnell either. No, I don't he's been there. He has, has been there way too long. And this is gonna be his thirty third year. I think that he was gonna beat her anyway, but yeah, he what, was. what absolutely killed her and just put the icing on the cake is when Mitch put out an ad and said, uh, "I mean, her or I don't know if it was ad, it's press conference, something." He said, "I mean, her whole entire basis is uh, I'm a Marine, I'm a mom, and I've been there too long." Let me let me say this, guys. I need to got that map pulled up. We'll look at that in a second. Um, I thought it was so funny. I watched her concession speech yesterday on WKYT, which is an awful news organization. But anyway, uh, I thought it was so funny in the background on the on the wall behind her when she was doing that her concession speech. It was literally like a marine thing. Like it wouldn't. She literally could not get off that the whole the whole race. And I commend our our troops, like Ronnie said. But I think the. Every bit of Kentucky, from from Paducah to Pikeville to Covington down to uh, Williamsburg, we were tired of hearing Marine and Mom. We, we were tired yeah. of getting phone calls. Don't forget, just been there Looking at this map that, that Detroit has pulled up, you can tell that people are tired of it because the only three that came in were kind of bigger cities. And look at them, though. Look, I don't even think they, they weren't even that great. great. Yes. A lot of people were tired. They got that shoved okay. down the throat. Guys. See, can somebody pull up how much money she spent on the? It was on that. We just we won't even get money. It was a lot. About seventy three million. I mean, well, I know what the every time you go to the mailbox, you you pull out a stack. I of know. Money I know for a fact that she spent five thousand dollars just on the driveway to Shelby Valley because she had <laughs> yeah, uh, she like had five hundred daggone signs there. Mitch McConnell didn't have one. I, I think it's I think it's uh, pretty clear now that uh, signs don't win elections. I think it's very clear that. This is a very, very deep red state, and yes. in 2024, we will have a new governor. I did not like Matt Bevan, but I will say if I'd have known that Andy Bashir would have been this big of a bomb, I would have just, I, I'm giving away who I voted for. I voted for Andy Bashir, really but I would have really wanted to keep Matt Bevan. Are you really wanting to get on this uh, let's, governor let's, thing? Uh, no, let's save this for uh, I can promise you right now, you don't want to get on with me. We'll another episode. Well, has anybody else got anything they want to say about this map? All right, I think that wraps us up for the episode. Uh, oh, we got to have a couple of remarks. I just want to... Well, we can have some final remarks, remarks, but that will be our last uh, time. We'll obviously, if you can't tell by now, we're all diehard conservative Republicans. Uh, but I just want to say for myself, and I'm sure I can speak sure for some of them. I don't know about Nate. He's a little out there, but... Uh, if Joe Biden is president, and it's looking like he, he has a great possibility, 
I will support him. I will I will respect the office of presidency. I will support whatever he does to a certain extent that will help the country. You now, if it's pushing the democratic and liberal agenda, no, you can bet your bottom dollar I'm not going to support it. But will I disrespect him and cry and scream up in the air, that's not my president, and just have a bunch of protests? No, because that's ignorant. But now, in four more years, if we think that he has not served the job to uh, the best of his ability or to, uh, for the common good of all Americans, we have a chance to vote him out. So I just want to say, respect the office nonetheless. I mean, I know a lot of us didn't like Obama, but respect the office, no matter who's holding it. Well, when Ob- I guess I'll go next because I, I was already on talk. But I will say this, when Obama, uh, I watched every study unit he gave, and I, I, I love listening to talk. He was a good or- orator. But in my closing remarks, guys, it, it it was a, it's been a dark it's a dark day uh, in in the United States and it's not because Joe Biden is up it's a dark day because we're unsure and and we have lost a little bit of confidence in our electoral process and I just want to this was my last statement and I swear I'll shut my big mouth but I wish you would I know I'm no, okay. uh, I just want to say that that for uh, uh, I'm close to it I just want to say when Osama bin Laden was killed, I was the biggest, for a couple of days, the biggest Obama supporter there was because I support the office. I supported, I supported that. that mission. But now do I like Obama? No. Uh, anyway, so just finishing that, it's a dark day in America, and it's and it's because of our like, war process. Can we get it? I will hush. I will hush. going to have a very good... Closing argument, I'm sure. Let's go. Let's go. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on. I'm gonna defer to D Train. Let him yeah, take over. Take over. Let's go. I'm a preacher, so I'm weak. All right. So, um, if Joe Biden is elected, I hope he does a good job. I will not respect him at all, um, because of what he stands for, and because he is a puppet of the Democratic Party, which has turned completely socialist. And uh. Getting a little communist going on in that party. Um, and if you expect things to be done, if Joe Biden is in office, there will be nothing done due to the Republicans holding the Senate and the Supreme Court. Thank God for that. But in uh, all in all, if President Trump is not reelected, uh, I think he will go down as one of the best presidents to complete his promises he gave when he ran in 2016. He promised he'd build a wall. Guess what? It's being built. He promised to get our economy booming. Guess what? It was the greatest economy ever, and now it's going to be completely destroyed. And it started rebuilding. It started rebuilding after the pandemic. Uh, and I want to say this, and I want you to add this to your closing remark. Guess what? Kamala Harris, if, if Biden wins, Kamala Harris is one heartbeat away from the presidency the sponsor the sponsor of the green new deal go on that's that that again is why i thank god that if, congress uh, i was joe biden i would make sure i had a really good food tester <laughs> that is why i'm thankful that the republicans will keep the senate and the supreme court because i do not think their liberal agenda of the green new deal which would destroy this country uh, will ever pass um, 
Again, the Democrats stand for abortion. I'm completely pro-life. But again, all in all, I think President Trump has done everything he's promised to do, no matter if you're mad about it or not. But he, uh, he done his promises. He told everybody he was going to do it, and he done it. So I'm thankful for President Trump and the four years we had with him. If he's not reelected, I think he will again go down as one of the best presidents in, in ever as a Republican. I'll turn it over to Chris. Yeah, well, I've been sitting over here stewing, just waiting for about 20 minutes as each person took 10 to, uh, well, I guess they took the least. Uh, you know, Nate over here took 10 minutes for his closing remarks. Ronnie did his 10 minutes, and Nate came back. back with I don't want to be perfect. Okay, Ronnie, mute your mic. <laughs> We're tired of hearing you. Uh, I agree with D-Train. I think Trump is uh, as much criticized as the media likes to go after Trump. I believe he has done everything he promised. I will take this one step further. I do not think the Democratic Party is socialist at all. They're hiding underneath a socialist mask, and they are full communists just trying to take over. I don't know what their obsession is with it. They've seen it fail in every country they've ever tried. The only time it works is in small countries that you can control everybody easy. This is a big country, and we are in deep trouble. I think I will support Biden, and I think really the only reason he's getting elected is because I think a lot of people think that he is still a glimmer of hope from what they thought Barack Obama would be. And that's why I was worried when he ran. And, But I do think the House will flip in 2022, and I don't think they're going to get much done. And I think in 2024, you will have a Republican president again. Hopefully, Ted Cruz and Mark Cruz, vice president. Don't and that is all. I believe it will be Ted Cruz uh, running as president, and Mark Rubio will be his vice president. And that is all I have, and I would like to thank everybody if you made it to the end of this. It's been a long episode for a first one. I surely did not intend it to last this long. We was thinking about 30 to 45 minutes, and uh, Ronnie got talking a lot, and he had some technical difficulties. I think his laptop gave up on him. Uh, Nate talked quite a bit, but he had some good points. D-Train came in with some hard-hitting facts and uh, numbers, and I'm just here to moderate and have a good old time. So we appreciate everybody listening. Yeah.